We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. And I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth! I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good morning... Good, whatever time it is for you listening live on Radio Fremantle or later on on the podcast. You're with Lewis and Rachel today and a little bit later on in the program, we will be joined by Matt Eels, who is the uh, festival director for the WA Made Film Festival. So that'll be exciting. Come in and have a chat about everything that's going on there. And um, Lewis, welcome back. Thank you very much. Yes, I was uh, I was away last week uh, because I had a, a work thing I had to go to on Friday and that was the day I had booked tickets to go and see uh, Luke Boland's Bubble Boy uh, mm-hmm. as part of Fringe World. And uh, so instead I um, got tickets to go and see it on the Thursday night, which meant I couldn't come into the show. But I was glad I went to see it because it actually uh, won a uh, award for that, ah, that week. So Well done, Luke. Yeah. Well done. Um, so... Um, is it still showing? Fringe World is still going until the 13th of February. Uh, the 13th of February being Sunday. Ah, so it's got a couple more days left. It does, it does. But uh, a few shows uh, like got uh, extended seasons. Um, so there's still a lot of shows that you can go out there and see until uh, the, the 13th of February, which is really, uh, really cool. Um, I think um, Dave Callan's show, um, that uh, got an extended season. Yep. Um, and... And so I think well got like almost brought back to life because it uh, finished uh, early in the season. Now it's back for a few more shows. Uh, I think Luke's got a, a few more shows to go. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few uh, other fringe shows you can go and check out. But uh, um, yeah, I had a an in- interesting uh, last week of fringe because I had uh, Luke's show on the Friday night, on the Thursday night. Uh, and then on Saturday night, Kat and, went, Kat and I went and saw a pair of Jokers. Um, and one of the comedians there, it was interesting because I saw him when he first started doing comedy in one of his first Fringe shows a few years back. And he'd really dramatically improved over yeah. that, that time. So I was, I was quite happy to see that. Practicing. Practice, yeah, practice. Practice, practice, practice. Exactly. Practice so, makes progress, mm, not perfection. Yeah, quite right. Quite right. So, uh, so that was really good. Uh, and then on um, Sunday, 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 Sunday. Sunday. I saw uh, Life's Life's a Drag. I think it was called the sequel. Um, mm. Let me just ch- check to make sure I got the name of that right. Um, Life's uh, sounds good. Sounds drag. like something I'd want to see. The sequel, yes. Life's a Drag, the sequel. Um, and it was it was really interesting because I just saw saw Life's a Drag, the sequel. I thought, oh, it's going to be uh, a drag show. Fine, okay, yeah. I'll go and see a drag show. Uh, and then when we got there and uh, we were watching it, um, 
the stage was tiny. And I was going, how can this be a drag show? The stage is really tiny. That's just ridiculous. Uh, and then um, the the show started and uh, Dean Misdell uh, came up on stage in full drag. Mm. Uh, and now Dean is the drag queen that uh, went up on stage with Adele. You might have recorded oh, that yes, from a yes. few years back. I do. Yeah. But the interesting thing was back in the day he was going by the drag name Feminem. Oh, yes, yep. But now I think he's just uh, using his own uh, name, Dean Misdale. Um, and it's really interesting because he, he's, he said during the show that he had to come out three times during his life. Uh, so first off he came out as gay mm-hmm. and then he came out as a drag queen and now he's come out as non-binary. Yeah. So, which is it's really interesting. So that's what the the whole show was. He'd done a show previous where he's talking about his life and then interspersing it with songs that relate to what he just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, th- this one... Uh, was the sequel that was more talking about those parts of his life where he was actually, you know, coming out and, you know, having to say, hey, yes, look, I'm, this is me kind of thing. Um, so it's really, it was really interesting. Like, uh, I, I don't think um, it's got any more uh, shows to go. Uh, actually, maybe it does because it's still the So same. he didn't do any singing? He did. Oh, okay. I was no, going to say so, because... Sorry, they did. Sorry, they, they did. Uh, because they're very well known for, for their singing, obviously. Yeah. And uh, they did did some really amazing songs, just just fantastic. They did uh, one of the songs they did was the the song "Poor Unfortunate Souls" from The Little Mermaid, sung by oh. Ursula. God, I barely know that song because I really didn't get into that show. Oh, that if, you, if you if you hear it, it's just yeah. one of those things where you go, I I know this song, yeah. and it, uh, apparently uh, Dean was. Um, auditioning for the role i don't know there must have been some like play of little mermaid or something like that here in perth or a musical of it somewhere i i don't know i know there was some kind of uh, some drag shows Mm. where they were singing some disney songs um the villain songs and the I don't know, but I, I literally have no idea why they didn't get the part because, like, yeah. they were just perfect. The way they sang it, I could picture, like, them yeah. being Ursula. Yeah. But, yeah, so we saw that and I was just like... Disappointed. Yeah. But it's amazing they've uh, they've lost 50 kilos as well. Um, and uh, so because that's, that's what I was going... that person looks familiar but yeah. I don't know if that's who I'm thinking that is yeah. and, and and then I was googling it and couldn't see anything about Feminem so that's why I'm thinking that uh. name's been dropped you know yeah. the persona is still there yeah just the name isn't there so, but no, it was great, really good. So, um, yeah, if you get a chance to, uh, I'd, if next year there is a, a, a threequel, uh, then I, I'd recommend going and checking that out because, yeah, I'm pressing the buy ticket buttons and nothing's happening. So I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming that sometime during the year they will have some sort of show. Mm. So what are, they, uh, what are they going by now instead of Feminem? I'm not sure. Their name. I think D, uh, Dean Mizdale is the um, mm. uh, the. the Name on the uh, all the the information, and if you go to their website, that's the name that's there as well. So, oh, there you go. Um, so yeah, Dean Mizdale. If you're interested, go and, go and have the, a look. I think at the court they've got a, a show which is more of a cabaret drag show. Yeah, that's on from this week, so you can go check that out. And Dean's in that one. Oh, sweet. So yeah, um, so did that, and then on uh, Monday night uh, we saw this show at um, the uh, his Madge downstairs, mm. uh, and it was called Cecilia, uh, and it was a, a lady who uh, is just turned fifty, mm-hmm. and she's 
uh, was um, uh, diagnosed with uh, a, a, a blood issue kind of thing, uh, potentially fatal uh, kind of situation. Uh, and then her, her daughter also said that instead of her being Gryffindor, which she thought she would be, uh, her daughter said that she was complete Hufflepuff. So, you know, dealing with a few, you know, crisis things in, yeah, in, in uh, later life. that's an identity crisis, that is. Yeah, uh, so she decides to go back and uh, similar to, to what Dean was doing, um, talking about her life and then interspersing that with songs that oh, are relevant nice. to those parts of her life. So uh, it was it was good, uh, accompanied by piano. Uh, it was on like the normal piano with an electric piano. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of good, nice way to, we thought, you know, finish off our fringe. Yeah. Um, until last night um, where we went to the, the Laugh Resort um, and we saw um, a show last night, um, I think it's called Don't Cry Over Spilt Milk. Um, let me get that right. But the, it, was, it was really interesting because the performer was in Darwin um, and oh. could not uh, um, actually be in Perth. Um, so it's Amy Hetherington crying over spilt milk was the, the show that we saw. And yeah, so she's, she's, was in, supposed to be flying into yep. WA yep. and doing the show and she can't because we, we, our borders are shut and yep. like you just can't do that. And so what the Laugh Resort did was they erected a, like a screen, but it wasn't like a full screen. It was just like a human size. Uh, yep. you know, oh, yes. Yep. Screen, I know what right? you mean. Yep. Okay. And then they projected her onto said screen mm-hmm. and it, she was in front of a microphone and everything like that. And that was set up on the stage. So it was kind of like having a hologram of her yeah. in the room doing the show and they had a video set up next to her and a microphone set up next to her so she could see us in the audience and then we could see her on the screen. Oh, that's cool. So it was it was like having like a, a virtual comedian yeah. uh, on on the the stage um, and it was great and the weird thing was is obviously you've you've only got a rectangular vertical kind of screen yeah and but the the actual projection is a normal size projection if you get what I mean yeah so off to the side uh, there was like uh, you could see her standing off to the side of the screen before she went on stage ah. and you could like but it wasn't like it was you know really obvious it was because it's a black a black curtain and you're projecting onto a black curtain and so you could just kind of see her and she looked like a hologram in the corner yeah and she was dancing to like the music that was playing (laughs) (laughs) and it was really funny and every now and again her hand would like slip onto the screen that was in front of you yeah yeah. so it was just a really cool um kind of way of doing uh a show and uh, i think you would you would love this show because as i said it's called amy hetherington crying over spilt milk it is about a comedian who became a mother this last year and all the trials and tribulations of motherhood but really relatable even if you're a mum if you're not a mum if you're a dad if you're not a dad it was just a very relatable very funny show so that one is still showing that one still has um more uh more shows you can go see so there's uh, the laugh resort we've got uh, friday saturday and sunday Uh, you can go and see it there uh and you can see it also on saturday i think think uh at the calamunda hotel so um yeah there's a few more showings but yeah definitely uh, if you're looking for something funny i'd uh, recommend uh, checking that out and if you want something really different that's that's a good one to go and see nice yeah i will uh stay tuned we'll have um matt from the wa made film festival coming in in a moment so stay tuned 
You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. And we are joined by, I, I was going to say Matthew Eels, but that probably makes you feel like you're getting in trouble. Matthew's great. It's mm-hmm. actually what I go by. I call oh, is it? Matthew. Yeah, okay. yeah. Matthew I usually Eels. introduce myself as Matthew, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, Matthew Eels from the WA Made Film Festival, the uh, managing director. Uh, festival director. Festival director. <laughs> I got that wrong last week as well. <laughs> And then you got it right at the end of the show. I know. (laughs) I did my best. But anyway, it's okay. You call me Uh, anything you want. (laughs) Uh, Matthew is an old friend. Um, Back in the old days, we we worked at the Herald. And uh, you loved movies back then. And then you made it into your passion and into your career. That's right, yeah. Um, So tell us a little bit about the WA Film Festival, uh, WA Made Film Festival, because it's been around for, is it three years now? This will be the third year, yes. Yeah. So... Yeah, tell us so about it. So it started uh, three years ago. It grew from a uh, smaller film festival that uh, myself and Jasmine Levers used to run uh, called Next Gen. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we'd play uh, WA-made short films and it grew into this uh, big, massive festival. And uh, this year's is going to go over four days. That's how big it's gotten. And uh, I think we got 67 films all up. Yeah. 55 short films and the rest are feature films. So, how yeah. how many um, submissions did you get this year? Um I don't know if I want to say an exact number, but we got a lot. A lot. Yeah, and it, uh, it was definitely a record breaker. Uh, we smashed the submissions record uh, from the past two years. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, man. And, and we sit through every single one of those films as well. Uh, I think I told you before. Yeah, I um I remember catching up with you uh, before Spider-Man yes. and getting excited that you were going to see Evie, yes, which is right. yeah. Alex's little, um, it's not really that little, but it's... Oh, it's an awesome film. It yeah. is. It's just so right. good. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about it and, I, and banging on about how awesome it is yes. and how, you know, you get nervous when someone you know has made something and you're like, <laughs> oh, I hope it's <laughs> and then it was, yes. and it was exceptionally good. Yeah, and you're like, so oh, good. thank God, because I've got to sit through that. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that one goes for, uh, I think, about 13 minutes, and it's a dinosaur film mm. for everyone who want, want, wants to know. And uh, the special effects in this thing, they're, they're world class, right? They, they are. This is Western Australia's first ever dinosaur film, <laughs> and it is, it's unreal. It, yeah, the it's, special effects are incredible. It's amazing. And, and like, uh, we, we've, we've harped on about this a lot. But have. Uh, Alex was, uh, you know, taught himself how to do the effects and, uh, like, he had a person that was, was supposed to do the effects yeah. and then they just, like, you know, shafted him and he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to learn how to make my, my own dinosaur. Is that true, is it? So he did all yeah. those special yep. effects himself? He did, yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. I know. He taught himself. <laughs> like, I mean, I suppose a lot of people get self-taught but it's it's like a complicated thing to yes. self-teach yeah. yourself and he, he really has gone over and above, like, it's so much better than I was expecting. Like, yes. I know that sounds bad, he's, you he's, know, but it was just so good. He's got this uh, this talent of being able to uh, just create the illusion. Like, uh, one of his first films that he did was about somebody floating out in the middle of the ocean. Right. And uh, when I saw it, I was going, that's amazing. How did you, where did you film that? And he said, just at Coburn, <laughs> oh, you know? And it was just like, just off the jetty kind yeah, of thing. But yeah. he just managed to manipulate it so that you just felt like this guy was in the middle of nowhere. Yes. So, yeah, it, it didn't surprise me at all that he was able to create a dinosaur. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a big call here. My son's obsessed with Jurassic Park. He watches it all the time. He was actually watching it before I left the house. Yeah. And I think the dinosaur in Evie looks more real than the first Jurassic Park film. Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah easily, definitely. Easily. Yeah. I think we were saying that at the end of at the end when we saw it as well. Yeah. So, um, I think even Jurassic World, I think it's going to be pushing the envelope there yeah, as well. Probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yes. Um, so that's part of the short um, film. On That'll s- be on uh, the Saturday night shorts. Yeah, yes. part of the big uh, short film case, uh, short film showcase on uh, on Saturday night. Yeah. What else? What else have you got on the um, on the list there with the short films? Um, so I heard you were struggling with the name the other day, yes. and then it made me think: Have I been saying the right name? It's called the Last Ank, is right. what I've been saying, and uh, that's actually a um, a fan film based on Assassin's Creed, and uh, that oh. was shot up in the Pinnacles up north. So yeah, that, that's an incredible film. Uh, the stunts and the action and all of that kind of stuff are really really good in it. Um, yeah, uh, we've also got a, uh, a horror showcase. Um, I think you were discussing yes, that. Yes, I saw that because I looked at the, the listings and there was a picture that gave me the creeps. So I was like, well, that <laughs> makes sense. It's a poster. It's yeah, part of yeah. the experimental horror yes. horror short film. Yeah. I think there's 10, 10 short films yeah. in that list, isn't there? During the submissions process when we were watching all of these films, we at the end of it we thought to ourselves, people make such dark films in Western Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is so dark. So we thought we've got to have a showcase for this kind of stuff. And, and they're all made by quite young people as well. Yeah. Just incredible horror. There's some horror, real experimental kind of films. Some films, you know, are set in people's dreams. Oh, it, wow. It's an incredible showcase and I, I really highly recommend it to everyone. And... Um Obviously, the opening night is sold out. No, no, opening oh. night's not sold out. No, oh, that's, not that's still yeah, still tickets available to that, which is good. Uh, How to Please a Woman. Did you see that one? I haven't seen it. I've watched the trailer about three yes. times. So yes. the main, it's is it Sally, Sally Phillips? Phillips? Yep. She's a comedian, isn't she? Uh, I'm not sure if she's a comedian. I know she's quite a big uh, uh, actress in the UK. Yeah, I feel like I've seen her um, in some comedy or some skit show. I could have looked it up, yes. but, you know, that's yeah. not what we do on this show. <laughs> We don't do research. Research just, not required. It's on the fly, yes. you know. Yeah. I don't get paid to research. Yeah. Well, this is such an incredible film. It is so funny. It, it's actually hilarious. I watched it with about 50 people yeah. at the Backlot Perth and uh, there were a lot of older women there who yeah. were just losing it and I was losing it with them. It, it's that funny. And at the end of it, I went out to my car and I thought to myself, why did I like that film so much? It, yeah. It's obviously not aimed at me. It's aimed at a at an older crowd. But yeah. All of the young people that I was in the cinema with as well walked out saying how much we loved it. It's it's a really, really good film. And, and uh, lots of local locations as well shot mostly in Frio. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I, I did not know that. Like, yes. I knew, obviously, it's the WA-made film festival, <laughs> so it has to be somewhere in Perth. Yes. But... Um, That'd be exciting to watch because then, you know, you're seeing stuff, you know, all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and some great local talent in that one as well. You've got Tasma Walton and yeah. uh, Caroline uh, Brazier and, yeah, uh, Eric Thompson came over for that one. Yeah, it's a really, really good film. So, and then Sally, uh, Sally Phillips is uh, an English actress, television presenter and comedian. There you go. And she you was get in, it right. <laughs> she's in Smack the Pony, Miranda, Off the Rails. Bridget Jones's baby, Bridget Jones's edge reason, how to please a woman, which we all know. There you go, yeah. That's what I know her from, yeah. Bridget Jones' diary. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, she's the best friend. Yeah. So, um, yes, very, very funny woman. And it's yeah. basically, she's she's someone who's been, her mates have purchased her a male escort. Yes, that's right. And she's yes. like, um, can you just clean my house? Yes. And then she's like, oh, <laughs> this might be a money spinner. Yeah, that's all they want is for their houses to be cleaned. But uh, I get it, woman. Yeah. I, this is why it's so relatable. My house is a mess and you know what? It's very sexy to watch a man yeah. clean. And it's actually based on a true story. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, the uh, uh, the local filmmaker Renee Webster, who wrote and directed uh, the film, yeah, she uh, did some research on it, and and that was it. Now now it's a movie. So that's the um, that's opening night, which is Thursday the tenth. Yes, that's right. right. Yeah, and then um, Friday is the um, experimental. That's the experimental and and uh, horror, but that's also the uh, the world premiere of another local film called Morehouse Road, oh. and uh, it's one thing that we're really proud of with this year's festival is that we have three world premiere feature films. We've got Morehouse Road um, and then we have uh, Cherub Head on the Sunday night and on the Saturday night we have... I can't remember the name of the film. (laughs) (laughs) On the Saturday night we have Edward and Isabella. Yes. um, Sorry, my mind just skipped there. Well, Um, I'm sure you've been talking about everything non-stop for the last few weeks. I'm living and breathing this festival right now. It's everything from morning till night. It's all I'm doing. And then the one time that I get to talk about it, I forget the name of the films that we've got (laughs) playing. Hey, it happens. It makes sense. If you've ever listened to our show, it's like 90% of what I do. (laughs) That guy from that movie with the face... Yeah, that's just my shtick. But, yeah, we are proud of our world premieres and we've also got uh, the Perth premiere of another feature film called Homespun and then we have the world premiere of a web series um, called Two Normal Humans Take Memphis and that one's absolutely hilarious. I recommend that one as well. Look, this is going to sound totally weird. So you've been doing Cinema Australia for quite a few years. How long have you been doing that? So that's uh, nine years this year. Yeah. Yeah, so you started doing that online didn't yes. you? Yep. And you interviewed plenty of very famous so many, people. So many. Endless. Do you pinch yourself? Sometimes I do, yeah. Sometimes I do. So, and sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, I have a bit of imposter syndrome as well. Sometimes yeah. I'll be uh, interviewing someone on a podcast like Justin Kurzel recently yeah. for Nitrum and I'm um, interviewing this guy, you know, who's considered one of the great filmmakers of today. And I think to myself, what the hell am I doing here interviewing Who let me you? do this? Yeah. <laughs> What idiot but, uh, gave me this job? But I must be good at it because I'm still going and, yeah, people want to be interviewed by me and uh, and be featured on Cinema Australia. So, yeah. Must be you are good right. at it. And honestly, I'm, I mean, it's going to sound weird, but I'm super proud of you. Oh, thank like, you. Thank uh, like, like I said, we worked together back at yes, the Herald where yeah. we used to chat about movies yeah. and, Smoke you cigarettes. know. <laughs> 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 no, he knows. I used to smoke. It's okay. It's it, it's well known. But that's okay. Yeah, we that did that too. That was back in the day when everybody smoked. Though. I, I know. Smoked yeah, it was the thing. Yeah, yeah. So to see you take this passion and to grow it into something this amazing, it's it's like... Yeah, it gives me pride because oh, I'm you. just Thanks. like, you know, it's a dude that I know and he's just, <laughs> he's really run with it. Yeah. And it takes a lot of courage to take something that's a passion and go, that's it, I'm going to do it and this is going to be my career yes. and I'm going to make it thrive. Yes, yeah. And you've done that and yeah. it's 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 hard. Yeah, it is very hard. <sighs> yeah, as I said to you, this is, a, you know, nine till... F- nine till Midnight every single day. Yeah, I, yeah. I live and breathe this stuff. I'm very passionate about Australian films and uh, and West Australian films in particular. Well, this is the thing. Like Australian film is, we talk about it all the time on this show how amazing um, some of our filmmakers are and some of the films. Um, I rewatched the other day The Dry, which oh, was yes. my number one movie last mm. year, mm. and got my husband to sit down and watch it because mm. it's hard for me to find movies that he and I really like. Um, enjoy together so because we've got different tastes and I'm like no I'm sorry you have to sit down and watch this film it's so freaking good did he like it oh yes yeah. he loved it and I'm like could you tell what was going <laughs> on and like it's got so many twists and turns and I think it's something that Australian cinema does really well mm-hmm. is like the little 
the little twists. Yes. Like for yeah. for years and years, we used to um, score things by edgies after right. Joel Edgerton. Oh, right. Because we saw The Square <laughs> yeah. a number of years ago mm. and we just loved that film so much yeah. and like the turns it takes and it's like every time you try to fix something, it just gets worse and you're like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, we'll just give things edgies. For, yeah. But yes, we've changed that recently. But um, well, That's interesting yeah. that you brought up The Drive then because uh, every single interview that I do, I make the last question, uh, yeah. have you seen any Australian films recently? And last year, every single person who answered said the dry. Yeah. Um, and and if it's not the dry, people are saying, mm, oh, yeah, geez, what did I say? I, I don't know. know. But for some reason, the dry really stuck. It's... It's so good. Yeah, it's very. so good. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate your support. Oh, well, of course. So WA Made Film Festival, go online, check out the program. Uh, lots of choices there and it's happening between March the 10th and the 13th at Palace Rain Cinemas. Yep, Palace Rain Square. Yep. Uh, yes, that's the one um, in the city. So um, you've got lots of information on your website. Make a weekend out of it. Yep. You know, we can't go anywhere else. So why don't you just, you know, book a hotel? We've got a deal with a hotel going oh. on, actually. You can get 20% off if you start uh, Key. And uh, if you go to our website, you can get a discount code. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. That just all just flows together. So, yeah, Make go, a weekend and, out of it. go and have a nice weekend. Go see some movies, eat some food and, you know, in, enjoy yourself. So thank you so much. And um, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you in the future. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Uh. Hello again, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Um, so, um, Lewis, you saw a movie this week or I last saw, week? I saw two movies, um, but I'm going to talk about the Australian movie first. Yes. Um, but I- even though it doesn't come out until uh, next week, uh, I just wanted to, to talk about it. So... Um, uh, yeah, a Stitch in Time movie, twenty twenty one. Because there's been other movies called a Stitch in Time. So yeah, I was confused because I did see it come up, and I feel like isn't there a movie with Oprah Winfrey in it called a Stitch in Time? No, that's a Wrinkle in Time. A wrinkle, yes. Oh, yeah. it had something to do with time. Yeah, but that uh, I think that was not uh, not particularly great. It wasn't well received. No. No. <laughs> um, so uh, this new uh, a, a Stitch in Time. Uh, which is, uh, it says 2021, so, um, yeah. I wonder if it was, was filmed during COVID times. I'm not uh, not entirely sure if it was uh, during COVID or if it was previous and it's just, like, getting, getting released now. Um, but the, uh, the the deal is it's set in, it's set in Sydney uh, and you've got a, uh, there's a, a singer who's a, you know, one of those guys who uh, was, you know, trying to, trying to make it back in the day. Uh, but now he's uh, a kind of guy who's just you know singing in an RSL to one or two people kind of thing, and his uh, his partner is like his biggest fan. Oh, Glenn, Glenn Shorrock. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, and his his partner's his uh, his biggest fan, and uh, so she goes to all the all the shows um, and you know helps cart all his equipment and all that kind of stuff, but he treats her terribly. Like really, oh. really, really badly. Like, you know, just the things this guy does and says. You just go, oh my god, I can't believe this woman is is like staying with this horrible, horrible man. 
And she gave up her, like, passion of dressmaking to be with this, this guy and just support him and support his dreams and his, his goals. So uh, she decides that she... Because he gets fired from his job playing at the RSL, he she decides to go back and, you know, start making dresses again and, you know, see if she can generate some money that way. And he is very not supportive of this uh, this new phase of her life. And at the same time, he's trying to uh, write music to put together an album, without, but he needs to fund the album. So he needs to get some money from somewhere. So he goes to one of his old bandmates, who is now a successful businessman, to see if he can get him to come back, play on the album and, you know, fund the album. And at this time, she gets friends again with uh, the wife of the, the former bandmate and they reconnect because they kind of fell out of friendship because there was a falling out between the two guys. And when they reconnect, she kind of gets empowered to, you know, make some changes in her life. Mm. And it was just a really great story, very empowering. And she, uh, you know, f- uh, when she goes to a market, she finds this uh, young uh, Chinese dressmaker who, like, inspires her to, to get back into it. And it's, he's, like, in his 20s. She's in her, like, you know, probably late 60s. Um, so it's a really Ouch, interesting story. I don't kind think she looks that old. No? Well, maybe she does. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the picture and I'm like, she doesn't look, oh, yeah, no, she does. But, yeah, so it's uh, written, directed and pro- uh, produced by Sasha Hayden. So it's clearly a very, you know, personal, very passionate kind of story. But it was, it was great. There's a, a young cast of Chinese actors in this film as well. Um, and it's just a really inspiring kind of story to, to just show you that, you know, no matter what stage you are in life, there is still that opportunity to actually, you know, reinvent yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, life uh, continues on and if you don't continue on living it and doing stuff, uh, it generally um, becomes not a great life. Exactly, yes, yeah. That's but why that, when you retire, you've got to find a hobby. Yes, that's, that always is the thing, like when people just like they work and their work is their whole life mm. and then they stop working and they die. You really need to find something to fill that gap. You yeah, know? there needs to be something else. Yes, yeah. But this was a great film. It yeah. was, you know, and again, it's not a film that was necessarily made for a 45-year-old male, but it was still like a well-made film and it really like you know, hit home to not just the, the audience it was made for, but also to, to me as well. I thought it was great. Um, so yeah, I recommend if you're, if you're looking for a good Australian film to you know, just uh, you know, have a bit of feels, then uh, definitely go and check this one out. Because yes. there, there, were, there were like some points in this film where I was rolling a tear. Oh, but, really? Yeah, yeah. Aww. That's that's the note of a good film. Yeah. Uh, you you don't give those out easily. Oh no no no. Was, no. Uh, it was it, if it's a not animated film then it's very. You're hard. not like me who just like I'm just crying at the drop of a hat. Yeah. But um. And I'm not like Kevin Smith. So. No uh, no he's 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 uh, very in touch with his emotions, which is yeah. good. Yes. Which yeah. is good. Oh well, nice. So that's out next week on the seventeenth, February the seventeenth onwards. That that is right. So what was it? The, so it's the Maggie Blinko. Uh, who was the guy? The guy that Glenn Shorrock. Glenn Shorrock. So yeah. I can't actually remember what band he's from. 
um, but he is a band, uh, in a band from the 70s. Right, okay. Um, that's why the name was like, oh, hello. And I'm sure many people listening will be yelling at their um, device mm-hmm. or the radio, um, especially regular listeners to Radio Fremantle, I'm sure will be screaming at the radio. Uh, and I apologise. I could search for it, but, you know... Why would you want to do that? Why, why would you want to reset? Why would we want to change what we already do on this show? Yeah. <laughs> so um, last week I talked about a movie called Drive My Car. Mm. It's it, um, if you happen oh, to I be, give, I didn't give it any. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't score the film. Uh, so I'm going to give uh, Stitch in Time uh, three and a half. Bol- what, what do you call the thing? The the the, the um, bobbins. Bobbins. Three and a half bobbins. Oh, there's a word I haven't said since year eight. Yeah. I I wouldn't know how to use a sewing machine at all. I always used to get confused as to exactly how the bobbin worked. I have no idea how a sewing machine works. It's like no. I think it's magic. Pretty it much. It is. It's totally magic. Yeah. Um, I'm very jealous of people who know how to use a machine. Um, so last week I yep. was talking about Drive My Car, which has been nominated um, for Best Picture in the Oscars, not just um, Best Foreign Film. And I, um, if you happen to be in Leaderville and you don't have anything on tonight, you can go and see it tonight at the outdoor cinemas. I, it, it is like a single screening going on, but I have a feeling because of how good it is, it will end up being like... Um, you know, like many films that end up getting lots of Oscar nods, it suddenly gets more viewings. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure once the Oscars happen, we will see it come back out so people can see it. Um, and it's a three-hour movie, which um, I felt threatened by. Yeah. <laughs> um but I just loved it from start to finish. So um, if you are into Japanese cinema or if you're just into cinema, full stop, um, I would heavily, heavily advise to go and see it if you can in some way. Um, I'm assuming the film's subtitled? It is. So um, there is some English spoken in the film because the the guy, the main guy is a theatre director and he is directing Uncle Vanya, which is the Russian mm-hmm. um, play by Anton Chekhov, and he's directing it um, in a multilingual way. So when he goes to – when it's being um, – when it's on the stage, they've even got like a big screen at the top, which is in subtitles. So the people who are um, at, at the theatre know everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So they've got people speaking in um, Mandarin and Korean and Japanese, obviously, and also a lady who is um, speaking in Korean sign language. So really fascinating. And there's I don't know the play of Uncle Vanya very well, but there are similarities. Mm. It it is um, really heaven, heavenly, heavenly, heavily influenced um, part of the the movie. So you can see a lot of similarities mm. between the play and the actual movie itself, or the life of of the main character. So if you get a chance, it's very good. But I thought on that note, because it's been nominated for best picture that I would run through the films that have been nominated for Best Picture in the 94, uh, 94th Awards Oscar nominations 2022. 94th. So we've got six more years till the 100th then. I know. Yeah. Cray cray. So we first off, we've got Belfast. Um, I think that's directed by Kenneth Branagh. I know he's mm-hmm. in it um, along with... Um, 
Oh, I thought Judy Dench was in it, but yeah, she is. She, she is. is. Yeah. Have you seen Belfast? No, because that was uh, the one we it was on oh, a Thursday night. It was on a Thursday. Yeah. That's right. And Cecilia got held up. So yeah. Yes. So we we didn't get a chance. Yeah. Um, Coda which I've not heard of. Nope. Uh, Don't Look Up, which is the Adam McKay film on really? Netflix. Yeah. Have you seen it yet? I did, yeah. Did you like it? I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Did you watch through all of the credits? Yes. Yeah, yeah. good job. Um, it's so, oh, God, it's so annoying though. Oh, my God. I know because it's... it's Rich it's, people, eh? Rich people. I know. Yeah. And it's um just... Oh, shh. <laughs> Um, I really just need to take my watch off when I'm doing the show because Siri just likes <laughs> to interrupt even when I'm not talking to them. Anyway, um, Drive My Car, which I just spoke about. June, did you see that? I did see June, remember? I don't, don't, you weren't there. No. Uh, Cecilia, Cat, myself were there. And, uh, yeah, it was the one where I just kept on passing out. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. why I didn't see it because yeah. I assumed that it would be boring as bum. So... And I was right. Well, to some people, like Cecilia and, and Kat, they, they both liked it. It really? was just, uh, my, I don't know if it was a, uh, the, just a day I had or whatever. But just the sands of time yeah, and June's yeah, just making I, me I, I was just like phasing in and out. It was, uh, yeah, not, uh, not good. Um, so, um, so that's got Timothy Chalamet and um, a beardless... Um, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yes. Does he look very different? Oh, heck yeah. yeah. He does not look right without a beard. I cannot think about him in a without a beard. Yeah. And apparently he and uh, Lisa Bonet are splitting up. I know. Which I'm just really upset about. Um, but it, I'm sure there's many women who are very excited. Yeah. <laughs> but I myself am sad. Uh, King Richard, which has got Will Smith um, as the, the father of Serena and Venus mm. Williams. I've not seen that one, but I believe um, Cecilia has. Nightmare Alley, haven't seen that one. That's with um, Bradley Cooper. Is that uh, Guillermo del Toro? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. I keep meaning to see that one, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. The Power of the Dog, I started watching that the other day and got interrupted and I want to watch it from start to finish again. So, um, but that's on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. apparently quite good. West Side Story, um, I haven't seen that because the idea of that movie getting remade makes me uncomfortable. So I haven't seen it. And the last one, which annoys the poop out of me, Licorice Pizza. Um, if you guys have listened to my review of Licorice Pizza, you'll know I hated that <laughs> film. So... Um, I was quite annoyed uh, when I saw that on the list, but <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't have a say. Uh, I, just, I guess there's some people who liked it, I suppose. Uh, well, Matthew, who who was just here, um, mm-hmm. liked it. So I think Cecilia and I were maybe in the minority. Yeah. So Because mm-hmm. I think Arda liked it as well. My question is, where's Spider-Man Far From Home on that list? Uh, not there. It's not it's there. Not there. Did you listen to last week's show where I was by myself? I have not yet. I could not remember the title of that for love nor money. <laughs> but um, so I'm like, uh, home is where the heart is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't even remember why I was talking about it. But um, yeah, far from home. No? Yes? Yes, far no from home. No way from home. No, no way home. No way home. You see, you got yeah. it wrong as well. Yeah, I disagree. Far from home was the film before it though. So, you know. It was, yeah. it was. Yeah. But this one's... Never going to get home. No way. No, no way, way home. home. No way home. See, I, we did a Tangent City, uh, a spoiler cast on, on Spider-Man, Long Way Home. Spider-Man never going to give you up, never going to let you down. 
<laughs> never going to run around and desert you. That's obviously and never yeah. going to get home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I remember Kat saying, why do they all have to have home in the title? I'm like, it just is kind of a carry-on. I think it's quite nice. I'm totally in her ballpark now. I don't understand because I'm just going to always forget what it's called. I think the, uh, the the next one, I think they might drop the home thing. Like, uh, I think it'll be the next, this will be the home trilogy and then the next ones will be something else. So College trilogy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he still won't get into MIT because I don't know who he is. No, no. MIT? But- I'm sure he can forge it. It'll be fine. Oh, but why would he go to MIT, so. though? Because that's like in Boston, isn't it? It's in Boston. It's like, why would you go to MIT? It's like, well, you, you want to keep it in New York. Spider-Man needs buildings that he can swing around. There's buildings in Boston. Yeah, but not like New York kind of buildings. But yeah, so it's, uh, I, I was very upset that, uh, that there's no, uh, no Spider-Man No Way Home in the Oscars. I mean, it had three Spider-Man people. Come I on. know. I know. Seriously. What I, more? What more do you want? It, I mean, maybe it was... Maybe it was like nominated for something else. Look, uh, we've we've only got uh, eighteen minutes left of the show. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, you've got another movie to talk uh, about, and I've got Moonfall to talk about now. All Kat right, let's go I, there. Cat and I have actually done a um, a special. You did a mini. Yeah. Did we? Is it been released? Yes. It has been released. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Go and check out that the mini that I did on uh, on Moonfall because I just wanted to get it out there because uh, like I don't know. Obviously, like if you're uh, listening to us on the podcast, you probably already heard the mini episode. But if you're listening to us live on, and I apologize if I'm, you hear me breathing weirdly because of the masks and stuff like that, but uh, still trying to get used to it. Um, yeah, we're going to listen back and see how it sounds because we, we have to wear masks. I do like yours though because yours has got this like, you know, pleats in it. Um, and it kind of has a duckbill kind of look to it so, when you talk. Um, you can go and have a look at online. I've decided to to purchase a whole lot of disposable ones. I've got some material ones, um, but the disposable ones are technically better. Right. And there's a tutorial on YouTube on how to get it to sit like this. Oh, okay. And so, um, and mostly it doesn't fog up my glasses yeah. either. So, I mean, there is a little bit of fog, but, you know, it's 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 very hard to avoid. Um, Totes needs to be a yellow mask <laughs> so you get the real duckbill thing. Uh, it, is, it is like a duckbill thing, yeah, yeah. but it is actually quite comfortable to wear. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm going to have to buy some and then I can teach you how to – or you can just go online and have a look. Yeah, I need to get some uh, – there's um, a site where you can buy different uh, masks, including superhero kind of uh, themed masks. Yep. And uh, there's ones like uh, – there was a Bane one which just had uh, nobody cared who I was before I wore the mask. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's uh, what the term is. So somebody might have said something else. Yeah. Uh, but there, was, there were lots of other, other mask ones there, so I'm going to go and invest in some superhero masks. You've got to make sure you get one that's not going to fog up. Yeah. So I've got somebody at my work who makes them and she makes them very, very well and they sit just perfectly so they don't fog up your glasses. Um, yeah, I should promote her, but I've forgotten what yeah. it's called. That is, a, that is the worst thing about when you're having to wear glasses and, uh, and a mask at the same time. Is anyway, moon, Moonfall. Moonfall. So, yeah, um, for the benefit of people who just listen to us on radio, I'm just going to uh, quickly uh, re-review it. Um, Moonfall is a new Roland Emmerich film that is out in cinemas now. Um, when, when we went to see this film, there was an embargo on it on uh, Friday morning, we couldn't talk about it till Friday morning. The film came out on Thursday. And I was like, how bad is this film if they don't want us talking about it until Friday? Yeah, I did see that comment. <laughs> and But the thing is, 
I don't think they they should have got it out there and let people talk about this film because it would have stirred up interest in people to go and see it because either people could go, I need to go and see how crap this film is or the people would just go, my God, that sounds so whacked, I've got to go and see it. It's just like the, the, the film, um, the basis of the film is that uh, there's a, a scientist and the scientist is played by John Bradley who played um, Samuel Tarly in Game of Thrones, mm. um, beloved character in Game of Thrones, and he's fantastic in this. But the weird thing is he looks like Kevin Smith and sounds like a cross between Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Okay. And so it's it's weird like looking at him just going, oh, my God, this is just mashup of all my favourite things. <laughs> I'm loving this. Um, Patrick Wilson plays Brian Harper, a, an astronaut, and his um, teammate is played by Harry, Harry, <laughs> Halle Berry, who plays Jacinta. And the film starts where they're up in space mm. and they're just floating around there, fixed up a satellite or something like that, and then there's another dude there who might as well have been wearing a red shirt because he yeah, knew he was getting taken out. Fair. And yep. then all of a sudden this thing comes out of space and just royally screws everything up. Uh, but uh, Brian, being the freaking awesome astronaut he was, managed to get back into the, the shuttle and then save himself and Jacinta and get back to Earth uh, where he was royally screwed over by NASA where they were saying, what you said, that there was something out there, was wrong, it was all your fault, your crap, we're firing you, go away. Uh, which is Poor a, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, the worst thing to do to an asshole like this. Like he could have been so much better, but he just got really bitter and twisted. And his son he fell off the rails, played by Charlie Plummer. Um, he, uh, in, in uh, you know, ten years later, he starts doing some stupid stuff, gets himself in jail. Um, Brian is just trying to make money off the fact that he was an astronaut. Uh, and then you've got uh, John uh, Bradley played uh, playing Doctor um, Houseman, who realizes that the the um, the uh, moon is like changing its Falling. path. It's actually it's going when it's going around the Earth. It's just getting closer and closer mm. and closer, and it's going to like cause you know massive uh, you know issues with the tides and gravity and everything like that is going to be all screwed up because the moon is falling, and. So uh, he's trying to get to NASA and go, look, the moon's falling. They figure it out as well because they're NASA. The sky is falling. <laughs> the sky yeah. is falling. They, they figure it out as well. But he's the one that actually knows why it's falling. And uh, it's, he believes that it's a megastructure, which means that it's not actually an artificial thing. Oh, sorry, not actually a natural thing. It's actually a uh, structure that was built by aliens and powered by a white dwarf, uh, which is actually a theory um, in, in, in science. The, this film is great. It's so good. I just enjoyed every second of this really? film. I really loved it. It was just great. And I thought it was going to be one of those films where it was so bad it was good. Yeah. But it was so good it was good. It was just really good. There were, there were bits in it where they, they destroy a town with, with water. Yeah. And it had that feel of an old disaster film where they built a town as a model and just like flooded it with water. And it was great. Uh, and then you think like, oh, it's going to be like that, just real practical old school kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they do this massive CG kind of thing at the end of it. You just go, oh, my God. So, no, I I was bang up for this film. This was great. Um, if if you do like bad films, uh, then go and see this film. If you like good films, go and see this film. If you like sci-fi, go and see this film. If you like comedy, go and see this film. Comedy. It was just, yeah, there was, there was comedy element. The, the film was funny. It was great. Um, if you like action, you know, Michael Penner's in this film as well. Uh, Michael Penner? Yeah, but he's... Oh. He's playing. He's not Love playing. Him. He's not playing like the the usual comedy character. He's playing like the the, the foil because he's the the new husband and that sort of thing. Um, 
Yeah, I just loved it. It was great. Really gave me everything I wanted and I didn't know I wanted it but I, I really just loved that. <laughs> see, I don't know if I can see this film because it takes place uh, slightly in space and there's something about seeing space on the big screen that makes me feel very small and petrified. So You should be. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be watching this on my phone when it later on yeah. comes out into streaming. Oh, I just love this film though. That was great. I look forward to seeing it again. I look forward to showing it to people. Really? Like getting people over to my house and going, sit down, watch this. <laughs> well, you do have a pretty amazing little theatre yeah. room. It might be something to do. Yes, yes. So we're going to do that. So, yeah, uh, I um, I can't remember how many, uh, whatever what I gave to uh, Moonfall. Uh, on the weekend, uh, when we record on the weekend, but I, I think like it would be something like um, I'm gonna give it four and a half. Oh no, Cat um, said yeah. Cat uh, gave it like four and a half Fuzz Aldrin's. So I'm gonna just <laughs> steal her her line. Good. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Um, so I've not seen anything this week. I've been listening to. Um, so I I've for the last like. 10 years or so, I've been having all these horrible negative thoughts about how I can't finish a book because I can't focus. Um, but because I now know that I've probably got ADHD, um, I'm like, well, I can still enjoy books. I will just listen to audio books. Yes. So um, I've smashed out like three audio books in the last um, two weeks, two being biographies, um, or memoirs more so, one of Claire Bowditch. I don't know if you know the singer Claire yep. Bowditch. Um, and it's a really cool but very emotional book. And Lily Allen's um, memoir as well. Oh, right. Yeah, which was really interesting. So that's what I've been doing. Um, but there is uh, something on, I think it's on Disney Plus, um, and it's, about the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Oh, my goodness. Have me. you watched it yet? Oh, God, yeah. We, we Is it good? It's so good. Because so good. It, it's got Seth Rogen in it. Yeah. And who who's the other guy? Uh, what, Seth, well, oh. Seth Rogen. Oh, you mean Sebastian Stan? Right. Is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. So, because I've watched the trailer a couple of times and I keep thinking, because is it a movie or a series? It's a TV show. Right. It's a series, yes. Yeah, and how many episodes is it? And they are they all up? Uh, no. So many questions. <laughs> I have all the questions. Yeah, no, uh, it's, uh, it's going to drop in week by week. Right. Um, so I think there was three initially. Uh, and so I think there is uh, there's a few more to go. Um, let me see if I can find out how many episodes there is. What's it called? It's called Pam and Tommy. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. And while while Lewis is looking at that, if you are interested in getting some handmade um, uh, masks that are very very well made, and you live um, down, you know, I was going to say down south, but like south end of 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 the city um you can have a look at stitch it to ya and that's ya ya on facebook and have a look at um, my friend anna she makes uh lots of really really cool um masks so if you're interested so yeah stitch it to yeah, ya so i think four four episodes are up so far um and i think uh 
It's only four episodes? It's, it, there can't be. There, there's got to be more than four episodes, surely. Are you on IMDb? Uh, no, no. Um, I shall get on IMDb for, for you. Is it Pam and Tommy? Yeah. Look at that. Came up straight away. Pam and Tommy. Uh, it says it's eight episodes. Eight episodes. Okay, cool. So the, the um, I know Sebastian Stan is playing uh, – oh, Nick Offerman. That Nick was Offerman. the other guy I was yeah, trying to think yeah, yeah. about. Um, so Lily James is playing Pamela Anderson and Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy Lee. And there's – I, I watched the trailer and I was like, I, I feel like I shouldn't be watching this because when the original tape came out, I felt like I shouldn't be watching this, like it's somebody's private life. Um, do we know if Pamela Anderson has any, like... I don't think so. I think I, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm still trying to find out, like, and I'm hoping this TV show will answer some questions for me. Yeah. Because I want to know, how can these things get out there in the first place? Because if this is somebody's own private property and you steal it how can you actually put it out there and make money from it because that's illegal as far as i'm aware so it'd be interesting because this isn't the only sex tape that's gotten out there. oh god no there's there's yeah heaps of them um but yeah it's the the, the actual the the episode so far you've got uh episode one drilling and pounding oh my goodness um, handyman rand gunther seeks revenge on a celebrity client who stiffs him uh episode two i love you tommy and if you've ever seen the uh, the sex tape, you'll know what that's referring to. Um, Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee uh, meet, get high and get married all in four days. Uh, episode three, Jane Fonda. Rand teams up with old porn world associates to shop the tape around. And then the new episode that's just been released uh, on the 9th is <laughs> The Master Beater. Uh, Tommy and Pam and Tommy resort to increasingly desperate measures to get their property back. Mm. Um, so that's on Disney+. Plus. It's on Disney+. Plus and... Uh, Jason Manzukis is uh, in this show as well. Oh, nice. Um, it's uh, one of the most uh, – I, I think this is one of the roles he'll be uh, most remembered for. Um, chances are I think it'll be on his gravestone. Oh, uh, my the, gosh. The character that he's playing. Uh, I have to watch it. I, I do enjoy a bit of um, Manzukis. He's very entertaining. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait to hear what you think. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, well, our show is almost over if you're listening live to... Don't, don't uh, have Bryce in the room when you watch his show, though. No. This is a 18-plus this this show. It's a nighttime show. Yes. It's yeah. an after 8 o'clock It's a mummy show. and daddy show. It's a mummy <laughs> and daddy show. Oh, my goodness. Cool. I we might go home and watch it tonight then, um, since you say it's so good. Just text me a reaction as soon as you see it. <laughs> as soon as I see Manzoukas. As, as, as soon as you see Manzoukas, you just let me know. Oh, my God, Father. Um, as, soon, as soon as you see his character anyway. Oh, 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 Lordy. Uh, I'm very interested in that now. Um, if you are listening live, uh, you can stay tuned and you will hear Quizzy. And um, it looks like he's got some guests out there today. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's all, all sorts of happening. Um, and we will be back. Bec. We'll be back next week. We'll be yeah. back next week. That was, I don't know where that came from. I do work with two New Zealand ladies and, and there are sometimes times where I accidentally say things. Um, oh, and if you, haven't seen, if you haven't seen yet Book of Boba Fett, last episode, out last night. I Check that out. haven't seen any of them. Uh, they're awesome. They're fantastic. Oh. You haven't watched Mando yet though, have you? No. Disappointed. I haven't even finished Loki. Just get your priorities straight, girl. I just, you, you know what the problem is. I, I want to watch stuff with Chris and he's watch, always playing his bloody games. He's playing golf at the moment on his PlayStation. It's like, you are so lame. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How uh, old is he? I love you, honey. 
He never listens. What am I talking yeah. about? I could say anything and I'm he'd never to, know. I'm trying to remember what age I just stopped being able to play games. What's my age again? What's my age yeah. again? No, I just like you just get to a point. Like I would have thought having a kid, like the, the kid will take up all this time, but he's still he's No no no, he plays it after Bryce has gone to bed, obviously. All all power to him. I mean, yeah, that's that's some dedication there. Um, and obviously, uh, well, my brother is older than him and he's still playing all the games. So, yeah. I mean, whatever gets you through the night. Like, what if you're interested in, man? Not everyone's into movies like us. Yeah, true, true. Um, uh, and in that time, I've been looking for a song um, and I still haven't found one to play. So, um, what what do you think you'll have time? What, what, what? Oh, look, Michael Bolton. No. No? <laughs> Michael Bublé. No. Is there anything other than Michael's that we can, we can play there? Well, Michael you, Jackson. Yeah, play some Michael Jackson. Oh, maybe. look, you know what? I'm going to play him from the Jackson 5 instead. Cool. Um, we will be back next week. Catch you later. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.